you told your spouse something and uh, you thought you made your point pretty clear, but uh, a day or two later you find out they are really upset because it turns out that they thought you meant something completely different than what you thought you expressed. Now this happens to me almost every day. It's sort of like I say one thing and Dina hears another. And it, sometimes it's humorous. It's sort of like, what? I thought I thought I said I was coming home at five. No, no, I heard you say that you weren't going to come home until five tomorrow. I mean, it's just something crazy like that, right? <laughs> we want to like, know what are you doing for 24 hours. How did hours? I say A and you heard B or vice versa? Yeah. You said we're having tacos for dinner. And so I had Mexican for lunch and now we're having tacos for dinner. I don't get it. What did I miss? So you can have fun with this or it can be a real tension point in the relationship. So if you're not smiling so much about it, Listen in today. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They're in charge of our marriage team. And Jim Daly and I had a great conversation with Jean Daly at the table as well, Jim's wife. Uh, we spoke with Guy and Amber Leah. And uh, both the Daly's and the Leah's shared, uh, the Fuller's did not because Dina was not here, some rather humorous stories about misunderstanding each other. Let's listen in. And Amber, I can relate to this next trigger. Actually, I can relate to all the triggers, frankly. <laughs> not. Um, oh, we're signing off. Thank yeah. you for joining Focus on the Family. But uh, in your book, you've mentioned that you've had a struggle with an intimacy idol in your relationship because you didn't feel loved. Uh, tell us about that. Yes, I had very many preconceived notions and expectations about what our marriage was supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And for us, I thought it was going to be a lot of security financially, white picket fence, mm -hmm. um, guy will go to work. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom uh, and work from home on occasion. And the Lord, you know, he's got a, all his plans for us are good, and they work together for good. But in those early years, I didn't think much of the plans that Guy was making for our family were good. And so <laughs> I had this idol of, you know, closeness and intimacy that he was going to do things my way. We were going to be on the same page. And when that didn't happen, it caused me to become really bitter. And so no matter what Guy would say or do, he couldn't get it right. right. And yes. that is a really dangerous place to be. And it's a painful place to be. Well, and it sets up conflict, obviously. Gene, I just, you know, for people to understand your connection with this, what were you feeling? And uh, I think it's rooted in expectations. That's Absolutely. what you started with. Absolutely. That we have unrealistic expectations. And I would say, you know, the maybe the greatest thing that I've learned through marriage is that your spouse cannot read your mind. And I can remember being hurt that Jim couldn't read my mind. He didn't <laughs> know everything that I expected. And if I had to tell him what I was expecting, that that made me angry. And until I recognized that is so unfair, only Jesus, only God can read our minds. And I am not God. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know that It's every day. okay, <laughs> and you should sit down with your spouse and during a season and say, okay, this is really what my ex expectations are for my birthday or, <laughs> or for when yeah. you come home for work or these are my yeah. expectations for when 
I come home for work and how can we get the there? The birthday one's funny. You should bring that up because one, <laughs> there was one birthday where Jean said to me, I just, you know, I'm not sure you can tell us all the motivation behind this, but said, you know, I really don't want anything for my birthday. I'm good this year, basically. Mm-hmm. Very, yes. very crisp, bright attitude. I thought, oh, wow, very take some selfless. pressure. So birthday comes and, you know, we have dinner and the next day I could tell she's not happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's the matter? <laughs> You didn't even get me a card for my birthday. Yeah. Well, and well, I, I thought you said <laughs> uh, what I heard, I, I heard was you didn't want different than you said. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, anything is like a gift. It's a card. It's anything. Right. But that wasn't quite it. No, and I still swing I remember, and a miss. I remember <laughs> where we were when I said it. Wow. What, yeah. And what have I, I meant ever said I'm was sorry? what I meant. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, you have. <laughs> what I meant was I I didn't want Jim to buy me a gift. Yeah. I didn't want Jim and the boys. But that didn't mean I didn't want homemade cards from the boys, you know, that I, I wanted to make, I wanted, yeah. you know, dinner. Yeah. 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 She wasn't fully letting you off the hook. What she, yeah. didn't, what she didn't realize is she was actually giving the boys and I a gift. Yeah, A, a right? day off of yeah. birthdays. Yeah. We thought, wow, that is so but, kind of mom. But yeah. How selfless. That, I will say, I mean, truly, after that, there, I was able to say to Jim, okay, these are my expectations yeah. for my birthday. Right. It was, I want, you work it I out. Want, can you mm-hmm. work with the boys yeah. to make a handwritten cards? And... Now, you guys had this yeah. with Christmas, right? Your we first did. or second Christmas? Yes, you had a stocking Christmas. battle? Right. I mean, it, we were uh-huh. so excited. We were going to do stockings. You you say it, guy. Yeah, I was, <laughs> you, I was, you did it. You did I was it. so excited when she said she wanted to do stockings. I was really excited that that was going to be a, a tradition in our family because that was something that was a tradition that my family had. Uh, the night before Christmas, we would always get together and open the stockings, and it was so much fun. But our stockings would be filled with gag gifts um, and little funny things and just crazy stuff. And we'd do even a white elephant thing where you'd end up sending the, the bad gift around. And um, and it was so much fun. Amber's stocking, for me, was filled with cologne and movie tickets oh, no. and all this wonderful you know, oils and different fun things. And it was... Yes, Boy, we I pulled out so... a red feather boa, and I was pretty sure yeah. that pulling that red feather boa out of my Christmas stocking that we weren't going to make it to Christmas. The beginning two. of the end. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, he, I had been so thoughtful, all these favorite things uh... in his stocking, valuable gifts. Mm-hmm. And I had just gag gift after gag gift. And I just thought, wow, we are really living in two different planets here. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard from Jim and Jean Daly and Guy and Amber Leah. Uh, you didn't hear from Dina. Uh, she thought it was next time that she was supposed to join us. She totally missed what I said. Or She's I said eating tacos or... probably somewhere. No, she was just busy and couldn't come in. Plus, we heard some great stories there. Now, Erin, it's pretty common for couples to figure out a way to work through those circumstances. Um, how do I kind of laugh my way through the misunderstanding <laughs> and um, really get to the heart Uh, to better understand what my spouse was saying and and what this is all about. It's so funny because so often couples are shocked that they're miscommunicating and they think that this is so rare. The truth is 80% of communication is miscommunication. So I... Now, so um, are you saying that 20% of the people that heard you just now 
are really right. understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> so why are we doing what we're doing? <laughs> just point after yes. point. Repeat it, repeat it. Yeah. yeah but it, so I will often say, well, just accept that 80% of the time, your spouse is not going to understand what you're saying. Oh, wow. So it's so important to make sure that you're clarifying that. And what we will do is we start drawing these negative conclusions about what was really being said. And so it's slowing it down enough to say, you know what, help me understand. What did you mean? This is what I heard you say. Is that what you meant? And I know this happens to Greg and I all the time. And well, we just, just laugh. yesterday, Erin asked me to take her car in. It's, the service light is on. Yeah. And so I was like, sure. So I was going to take it to a nearby place. So it's like, I mean, I can walk to it and walk back. Yeah. And so I was about to take that in, you know, pay whatever. And, and I asked her something. She's like, whoa, 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 no, that's got to go down to the dealership, which is way far south of where we live. But it's free. But it's free. <laughs> so I was so, assuming he was thinking. So you can yeah. take it to the dealership exactly. way down yeah. south and still walk home. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I better start now, yeah. so I'll be back. Well, it's good, though, that you catch each other in those moments, right? I mean, yes. that's a win. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. There, I can remember Garrison, our son, when he was in high school, texted me. I was at Costco, and he texted me, hey, can you get me mozzarella sticks? And I was like, sure, wow. And I started having this whole thought, he must be really going on a health kick. You know, he wants to eat mozzarella cheese sticks. So in my mind, I went to and got the ones that are right. in the package. Yes, the like little string singles cheese. that you would give a kid, yeah. He was thinking, like the ones you put in the oven that oh. are breaded. <laughs> that are fried. You dip them in sauce. Delicious. You and don't so, put those in your pocket very yeah. easily. <laughs> so I came home with like, I had like this ultra huge pack of mozzarella sticks. And he's like, what are these? I'm like, you said you wanted cheese sticks. <laughs> And he's like, no, I wanted the good ones. The, the deep ones that, fried yeah. ones. Yeah. And so it's just things like that happen all the time. And so it's recognizing more than likely we're going to be miscommunicating than really, commu- really hearing and understanding what the other person is saying. So take the time when you get that ping of like, I don't think he's getting me. Just or I'm step offended by what you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and clarify this is what I meant. Now my is my, that what you heard? My usual response could be one of two things. One, I can say I can take umbrage, kind of the what you were talking about, Greg. I take that personally that you did not understand what I was saying. It was so clear I couldn't have made it any clearer. Right. So I get a little upset, or I I blow it off and I'm funny about it. Except Dina's not thinking this is funny because I misunderstood or she misunderstood and what's wrong. So choosing the timing of being funny Mm -hmm. is pretty important. We have a lot of things. Um, You and the audience won't see this, but there was a time when I asked Dina about, well, where was that? And she nods her head kind of to the left. It was over there. And I'm turning around saying, well, there are like 45 million cars in the parking lot. So which car over that way were you talking about? Can you be more specific? So now if I want to have fun, and I try to make her laugh every day, I'll just say, you know, over there. I'll (laughs) nod my head, and she's like, she rolls her eyes like, brother. So it's funny, but it wasn't funny at the moment. Yeah. And I just think at the end of the day, let's give each other the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Understand, like Aaron said, most of the time we probably are miscommunicating, and then just just ask to clarify that. I, I even will say to Aaron, okay, so wait, what did you just hear me say? It, it, so we can even offer that to really try to yeah. clarify what was really intended, the mm-hmm. message that yeah. was intended. I had a couple recently come in, and the, the wife said, what I've learned this week is I've got to be specific 
when I communicate with him. And I was like, oh, really? You know, what went on? And well, come to find out, she went and quit her job and thought that she had communicated to him that's what she was doing. And he was like, <laughs> what did one. you do? You went and quit your job? You never even talked to me about it. <laughs> well, apparently she had been talking to him about it, but she was looking for like affirmation. And so she was kind of kind of showing him up as a pleaser and him and Han around what was really going on. And she thought she had communicated, I'm quitting my job. Oh my. And so you can imagine what erupted there. But she said, I just, I just see, I need to be very direct yeah. when I say I'm doing something just to communicate that. Well, that is some good stuff. And I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I mean, we are three imperfect people representing two imperfect marriages here, uh, Dean and me and, and Greg and Aaron. And we heard earlier from Jim and Jean and Guy and Amber, and we, we just want to encourage you that there's no perfect, but you can press on, and um, it's helpful if you can laugh. So uh, Amber and Guy have written a wonderful book called Marriage Triggers. It's available on our website, and we're going to link over to it. We would ask for a generous donation, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. If you're in a good spot and can help us out, uh, that just... Uh, multiplies the ministry of Focus on the Family, literally, to couples around the world. We've got resources, we produce uh, content, we do events, we've got these podcasts and more, and it's all to help you be a strong couple because that speaks to the world, and that's got generational impact, positive impact, um, for your kids and others. So um, donate, if you can, do ministry through Focus on the Family, um, and we'll send that book, Marriage Triggers, to you. If you haven't yet taken our free marriage assessment, I think over a million now have taken that. I highly recommend you do it. It's on our website, and uh, it's very quick. It gives you some insights about what's working in your relationship and what might need to be addressed. Uh, and the link is in the show notes for that. And then finally, this is just a free public service announcement. Um, don't do what Jim did in that clip. If your wife says, I don't want anything on my birthday, do something, okay? That's <laughs> don't just, fall uh, for that. Just saying, okay? <laughs> well, That's more... the best thing you said the whole time. That's perfect. <laughs> We're going to hear more from Amber and Guy about triggers next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Mm-hmm.